Welcome to the Shoreline Community Church Podcast, a community of love, acceptance, forgiveness, and belonging. For more information, be sure to check us out online at shorelinecc.com. Good morning, SEC family. Thank you again, Pastor Dwayne, for allowing me to speak, to talk to your congregation. And today is the day that I believe uh, you all will learn something and something that can inspire. Uh, I hope the message can be a life transformation for you. And before uh, we start, uh, shall we pray for the word? And then I will uh, start to speak the word today. Heavenly Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, thank you for today that you get us together. Father, I pray that you speak to us. Let your word be manifest. Let your word becoming the truth that will transform, change our life so that we will be no longer uh, walking under the slave of sin or under the slave of the devil. In the name of Jesus. And all God people said, Amen. Let's open up from the book of Matthew, chapter 26, verse 18. And I believe this word is a special word that God is about to deliver to you through uh, me. And there are so much things that we can learn about the season of life. Let me read it for you. As you go into the city, he told them, you will see a certain man. Tell him, the teacher says, my time has come. And I will eat the Passover meal with my disciple at your house. You know, when we read this word, what does this verse tell you? It is important that we understand the way how Jesus ran his life. Here, what we can learn, the word that we just read, it tells us that Jesus understands the season of life. And today, uh, as like the way how Jesus understands the season of life, I want you also to learn, I'll go deeper so that you can understand the season of life, so that when you understand this, it will prepare you and it will equip you so that you can navigate for you to grow in every season of your life. The more you understand the season of life, I think the better and the happier your life is. You know, even the devil, sometimes it can be smarter than us. The devil understand the season at one time in the book of Matthew chapter 8, verse 29, when Jesus uh, was in the city of Gadarenes, uh, Jesus met with the demon-possessed man. And the demon talked to Jesus. Why you are here, the son of man? Are you coming to this place to torture me before time? Can you see that how the devil even reminds Jesus that there is a time, there is a season? God has an agenda in this world. He never be in the hurry and he understand and we all, eventually, you like it or not, we have to move into God's timetable and we have to navigate our life understanding that so that our life will be much more happier and better. And guess what? What happened when the demon talked to Jesus about that? Jesus even did not dispute uh, with the word that the devil tried to say. And guess what? Even Jesus did not rebuke the devil. The devil even the one that 
request Jesus to go to the pig. And Jesus just said, okay, go ahead if you want to go to the pig. So can you see that how even the devil also understand the time and the way how Jesus move also understand the time? When Jesus says, my time has come, this is so much revelation behind of this word. But we, before we unpack, before we go deeper into that word, there are points that I want you to understand to learn. The first thing that I want you to learn is the important truth about the season. Number one that I want you to learn, we are all going through a season. Matthew chapter 5, verse 45, it says, the sun and the rain is for the evil and the righteous. You know what, whatever the season in our life, like it or don't like it, we are all going through the season. It doesn't matter how holy, how evil you are, we are will go through the season in our life. Number two that I want you to understand is there is no permanent season. Genesis chapter 8, verse 22, it says, As long as the earth endure, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. What does it tell you about this verse? Whatever the season of life that you go through now, there will be no permanent season. You probably go through the season that is so great. But let me tell you, even all the great season, it will not be permanent. Eventually, someday it will turn into the season that you don't want it. So I want you to tell any person that sitting next to you, that tell them, hey, there is no permanent season in our life. Amen? And third, is there is a purpose in every season. Just like the natural season, there are spring, there are summer, there are fall, and also a winter. You know, in every season, in the natural season that God has all established, God has a special purpose on that one. Farmers understand about the season very well. Farmers will not pray during the winter season that, oh, please change it into spring or harvest season. Farmer will just enjoying it into the winter season. He will not try to change that one, but he even prepare themselves what to do in every season. Because the farmers understand they cannot afford it to skip any season. Season it's always has a purpose. And one of the purpose is so that we can produce a full harvest in our life. So this is the first three important truth about the season that I want you to learn. The next one that we are going to learn, the kind of season that Jesus go through. We got to learn about this. We have to learn from Jesus that in the entire of Jesus, there are three seasons. Even though there are so actually so many other seasons, but we just want to focus on the season that Jesus went through in his life. Let's uh, open up from the book of John chapter 20, verse 30. It says like this, The disciples saw Jesus do many other miracle signs in addition to the one recorded in this book. You know what? 
we have learned there are so many uh, miracles that Jesus performed from the gospel. Matthew, Luke, John. We learn so many things about how Jesus performed miracles. But you know what? There's actually, there are also another many miracles that is not recorded in the gospel. So this is what I call it, is a fruitful season. So Jesus went into a fruitful season where everything seems to be sweet, where seems everything was so productive. What you do is always good. What you do is always becoming, resulting into a very productive and fruitful you work, and on the very short term, you get a promotion after promotion after promotion. If you have a business, your business is just booming just like that. If you're in the ministry, your ministry is just boom like that and keep on series in, 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 in getting productive, more and more fruitful, more and more fruit, more fruit, and more fruit. And it seems like everything just, life is so beautiful. I call this as a happy season. Your family probably is all seems to be good. You with your wife, or with your uh, husband, with your parent-in-law, with your children, with everyone, it seems like everything is so wonderful and beautiful. Jesus went through into that season. You know what, in this a bountiful season, in this a productive season, great and beautiful, we got to learn something, what to do in that season. There are two things that I want you to learn in the fruitful season. This is what you need to do. Because if in this season you don't do what it's supposed to do, eventually it can destroy you. We can be a very prideful. We can be someone that turned into a wicked and evil because you think that you are a high achiever, you think that your life is so successful and you forget everybody and you become selfish and you become so prideful in your life. In this season, two things that I want you to learn. In the fruitful season, what you need to do, number one, is learn to be generous by sharing the blessing. You know, I believe that uh, when God increased your income is not to increase your spending, but to increase your giving. Especially in this pandemic season, we're almost about probably to end the pandemic. Still, so many people get impacted. It can be your family. It can be your friend. It can be your neighbor. Wherever you go, if God bless you more, remember that is not to increase the capacity of your spending, but to increase the capacity of your giving. God wants you to be generous. I believe with prosperity, but I believe with the prosperity with the purpose. When God lets you going into that season, use that season to become a blessing for many. And also, in that fruitful season, don't forget for you all to always be thankful. Don't even try to think that your achievement is because of your potential, your skill, or it is because of you. But it is through the help of God that giving you a favor that you can be, or you can achieve things what you want. Amen? The second one is the brutal season. 
Let's learn from the book of Matthew, chapter 26, verse 18. Let me read it for you. As you go into the city, he told them, you will see a certain man. Tell him, the teacher says, my time has come and I will eat the Passover meal with my disciple at your house. You see, many times, uh, Jesus speaks about the time. My time is not come. My time is not come. It's not yet. Why do you think Jesus has to wait until he is 30 years old and then start ministry only for three and a half years? Because he understands that everything what he did in this world is not carrying his agenda or his timetable. But he understands that God of the Father has a timetable. And when he speaks here, what we learn, he said, my time has come. And guess what? When, when, it seems like a simple word, my time has come. But there are so much a very deep meaning when Jesus says, my time has come. You know, uh, to me, when I study more about the word, when Jesus says, my time has come, it's just like Jesus opened the Pandora box. And just out of the blue, after Jesus speaking about that, guess what happened? My time has come. And guess what happened? And right after Jesus speaking about that, persecution, persecution after persecution happened to Jesus. Jesus went through a lot of trial. Jesus went through a lot of suffering after he speak about that. that my time has come. It's, I can give you the list here. After Jesus speak about that, guess what happened? Jesus betrayed. Uh, Judas betrayed Jesus only for 30 pieces of silver. Look, Judas is Jesus' disciple. He followed Jesus for three and a half years. And not just followed Jesus, he saw how Jesus performed miracles. Jesus, uh, Judas saw how Jesus raising up the dead, heal the blind, the blind can see. The deaf can hear, the mute can speak in front of Judas' eyes. And what just unbelievable when Judas still sold Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. What else that Jesus went through? He faced unfair trial by Caiaphas, the high priest, the religious court. He was facing that. He got slapped, he was in jail, and then he, he has to wear the torn, and he was spit, and is that all? No. He even denied by Peter three times. You know, if you are, uh, imagine it's just like this. Your best friend, in the public telling, no, I swear I don't know this person. That is really hurt. I think it's gonna be hard. That's some kind of like that denial. It seems to be simple, but it is very hard. And is that all? No, he was facing the unfair trial held by Pontius Pilate. Look what happened. Even Pontius Pilate understand that this man have no sin. This man have no fault. That is why he washed his hand, because he didn't want to take the blame on it. 
he understand that this man have no fault at all. But because he wants to help Jesus, also he looked Pontius Pilate and then uh, calling Barabbas, putting Barabbas next to Jesus and asking the people who will choose to be released, Jesus or Barabbas. Wow, you know, uh, the pain that Jesus went through, I think it's quite uh, unbelievable. He has no sin. He come to redeem the sin of the people. But he was selected to die on the cross. And people choose a criminal, Barabbas, to be released. That's how blinded it is. And that's what Jesus went through. And he said, oh, no. Jesus finally mocked and whipped 39 times. And he said, oh, in the cross, on the cross, almost, not almost, 10 of his disciples left him because they scared to death. Only John, the one that on the cross, and only also the lady that followed Jesus is the one that sit and wait on the cross. So Jesus left to death alone. That is so hard. And what amazed me, Jesus has so much power, but yet, he cannot use that power to defend himself. To me, it's like, wow. If Jesus went through a series of suffering, a series of a very brutal season, and I believe, I'm not speaking something bad to you. I just want you to prepare. If you go through into that, just remember that even our Lord, our Savior, also go through a brutal season where everything seems to be goes according to what you don't want it. Everything seems to be bad in the series coming. Trouble after trouble, trouble after trouble, problem after problem, problem after problem, and it seems like never stop on that one. I call this a stormy season or a winter season. In this stormy or winter season, probably you will say, why me, Lord? Why I have to go through all of this? It seems like this is so unfair. It seems like, you know, you feel rejected in this season. You feel like you are a failure. You feel like you're not productive in your life. You even have a stress and depression because it seems like you are the unluckiest. You are seems like to be the person that is having so much trouble in your life. Let me tell you this, if you go through this season, you're not immune. Everybody, no matter how holy you are, no matter how godly you are, if Jesus went through this trial season, we all also will go through into that. So what we should do if we are into this brutal season? Two things. Number one, pray, pray, and pray. Jesus, before went through on the last day, he went to the 
Gethsemane to pray. Guess what? When we pray in this brutal season, we will get a comfort from God. Even Jesus was visited by the angel and he was comforted by the angel. If Jesus still need comfort, how about we all? all? Do you know why the Holy Spirit was called as a comforter? Because Jesus knows the disciple will go through a lot of trouble, a lot of persecution. Why do you think Jesus says that I saw you just like a sheep in the midst of wolf? And many times Jesus, if uh, you know you cannot follow me, if you don't carry your cross. So Jesus understand as the disciple, eventually we will go through the season that is so brutal and very hard. So in this season, remember, pray, pray, and pray. And then the number two in this season, take time to rest and reflect. Just like the farmers during the winter time, they just take rest and just learn to enjoy that season. When you can rest and reflect, that's the best, you can make the best out of your brutal season. You will see a new perspective in the way how God see you. Sometimes what you see as a trouble, many times God sees that's a place of promotion. I can name it. Joseph, do you know that who supposed to Joseph to give thanks to the max is his brother. Because we thought the brother sell him to become sought him to become a slave, he will not be in Egypt. And who else? What is for wife? If she is not falsely accused him, she didn't go to jail, she cannot be promoted to be the prime minister. And I can go on and on and on. Actually, the most beautiful season that will prepare us one step closer to the destiny, many times is the, I call it, a stormy season. Jesus went through this stormy season, bringing one step closer to his destiny to be a savior of the world. And I can go on and on and on about that. The last one, I call it the learning season from the book of Luke chapter two, verse 49. It says like this, three days later, they finally discover him in the temple, sitting among the religious teacher, listening to them and asking questions. All who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answer. Jesus only 12 years old. He taught in the temple and his audience is not a children, it's not a kid, but all the PhD, all the one that have a doctorate theology, all the best, the best, the best seminarian, the best, the best teacher was there. And they all were amazed. And yet Jesus is only five years old. Jesus is a man of wisdom. He grew in wisdom. I don't believe that wisdom come naturally coming, falling from heaven. To gain wisdom, to gain that kind of a, such a tremendous knowledge, he has to learn, he has to study. And the learning season is a season that is what I call it a forever season. For the rest of your life, from the day you were born until the day you die. That's what I call it school of life. 
So you got to learn more and more in this life. If there is something that make you laugh, your, your life stuck, take time to reflect, take time to meditate the word, take time to seek the word so that you can understand the perspective that you probably have been having a wrong perspective that make your life stuck. And then you can see in the level of God perspective so that you understand, ah, uh -uh, oh, okay, that I understand. And sometimes uh, uh, the, 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 the solution of our life is just actually in front of our eyes, but we just don't have the gain. We don't have the knowledge or the wisdom on that one. The point you stop learning, the point you stop growing. Amen? The last one as a conclusion. I have a one question that I want you to try to think. You can close your eyes wherever you are. If you ask, which season am I in? Which season that you go through right now? If you go through a fruitful season, did you ask that you do the right thing to do in the fruitful season? If you go through a brutal and stormy season, did you ask yourself, did you do the right thing to do in that season? I want you to understand here as a conclusion, our God is a sovereign God. Learn to trust him if you are in the very brutal season. God is in control in everything. In the book of John chapter 7, verse 30, it says like this, they were seeking to arrest Jesus, but no one laid a hand on him because his hour not yet come. Can you see that? So many people try to arrest Jesus, but if not God's timing, no one can lay hand on Jesus. What does it tell you? It tells us that our God is a sovereign God. Our God is just a, so much powerful. Even though you cannot see God, doesn't mean God is not working in your life. You know, our God is the God of law and order. He is so sovereign. When he created this world, he created in a very amazing way. I can name it and then on and on. The universe was created in a very amazing order. It cannot miss into just a little bit. Even the distance between the earth and, 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 and the sun and the other planet, if they are not really in order, it's going to be chaos. The ecosystem, God created ecosystem for the sustainability of this world. I just read one study. If we kill all the bee in this world, eventually we will be extinct because be responsible a big chunk of the percentage of the human food. So the bee have to, be, have to pollinate, and that's what make the plant grow the food. So for us to eat, there will be a huge famine and people will be famine, just even one bee. Can you imagine just even one bee? From there, I was kind of like amazed. Wow, how sovereign it is, God, in putting all this world in law and order. And I believe God never abandoned you. You just need to do the right way 
in the season of life that you go through. Amen. And today, I would like to pray to you all. If you go through a very difficult season in your life, if you go through a harvest season in your life, or if you go through the season that it seems like you don't learn anything, today, learn something. And I will pray for you. The hardest part is the stormy season, the brutal season. That's the hardest part, that people don't want it. But let me tell you, God has special purpose on that one. Amen. Shall we pray? Father, we give thanks again. Thank you for today and so thankful for the word that we just learned. I pray and I speak, let this work never come back in vain. The word that will push the hardened heart so that we'll bring the fruit of the spirit, will bring the fruit of the word to manifest, to come forth so that your people can experience God's more in their life. And I speak right now to those who are coming into the season that is so hard and they are about to quit and they are about to resign from you. Today, Lord, let the Holy Spirit bring a comfort to them. Let the Holy Spirit convict them, O oh God, that you are a sovereign God. You are the God that understands from the beginning to the end. That is why you call yourself Alpha and Omega, a Kronos God that understands, that works in every season, that works in the timetable. And today, may your people be encouraged. In the name of Jesus, I want to surrender them all. And I pray for Pastor Dwayne and the whole leadership and the church member, God. We know that you have special plan for this church in a very extraordinary way. Give them a strength. Give them peace. Give them, again, the Holy Spirit more in their life so that they can walk in every season in their life and ministry. In the name of Jesus, and all God people said, Amen. Thank you, and God bless you again. Have a wonderful Sunday. Love you.